0: Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 400. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and then we'll be discussing the series premiere of All-American and recent episodes of Doctor Who, Manifest, and A Million Little Things. Plus, we've got some TV picks at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 400. I'm Jason, the TV Hollic from TVHolic.com. I'm Kyle from Notaryruns.net. and I'm Ivy from
1: the internet, or Virginia, or the East Coast time zone, whatever works for you guys.
0: They all work. I think they're all they're all good. But now that we're actually finally gotten uh, all together here <laughs> uh, to record, we'll start out with the uh, news—a bunch of things since the uh, last last time we recorded uh AMC has renewed Lodge 49 for a second season.
1: <laughs> sorry, little
2: cough. I don't know if that was supposed to mean something. <laughs> or if it was an actual cough. Uh well, I haven't oh, seen it I haven't uh, seen it since
0: ATX. Yes. Yeah. But... So you've only seen the first episode as well then. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I think we were also You were there too, Ivy, weren't you? Didn't we all watch that?
1: I've been trying to block it from my mind ever, ever <laughs> since I watched that first episode, but sure, yeah. I mean, I was there. Appreciate it. Thanks for yeah, the reminder.
0: It's, it's uh, but, I mean, maybe it got better or something, because it seems to be on people's list of top shows for the year or something, and I'm like, really?
1: Yeah, I've been listening to um The Watch from the guys from The Ringer, and they pretty well love it, too, and I just don't get it. But you
0: know, sure. I, maybe, yeah. Maybe you, it you need to actually watch a second or third episode to get it or something cuz maybe they just like sleeping during during television time. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's maybe. Is. Next up, CBS has picked up FBI for a full season. Uh, so, you can look forward to 22 episodes of that. Uh, Cinemax has canceled Outcast after 2 seasons.
2: That didn't really come as any surprise since they took like over a year to, to finally air season two. I mean a year after it aired in the UK.
0: Yeah. Some, yeah, some of these are also sort of like, uh, the CW has renewed burden of truth for a second season. Uh, but have they really, or have they just agreed to air it again? <laughs> like yeah. since it's a Canadian show, uh, I don't know how much of them wanting it back uh, got a second season, but it will be uh, as well as Masters of Illusion for a ninth and Penn and Teller Fool Us for a sixth. So uh, there's your CW lineup for next summer, 2019. Uh, for those of you that have uh, gone with the DC universe to check out Titans, it'll be back for a second season at some point. I really was,
1: I mean, I was going to save this joke for later. I really wanted to put this on my recommendation list. But? That isn't me cutting out. That was just, that was
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought my microphone cut out there for a second.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't think it was as bad as people made it out to be, but it surely wasn't any good.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen any of it. So uh, other than the couple of trailers or whatever they had out for it. Fox has picked up The Resident for a full second season uh, and then also added uh, a couple more episodes to uh, Lethal Weapon uh, for uh, this season, which, uh, sure, all right. I, After all that went down uh, last season and then an episode into this season, Wayne's talking about being done with it <laughs> like, the show himself, I'm like, man, they got rid of the wrong person.
2: Yeah, he's just <laughs> getting too old for this stuff. Yeah,
0: that's right.
1: <laughs> uh, have you guys have you guys spent a lot, have you guys spent any time on that whole story yet? Because it's just it's just stupid, right? Am I alone there?
0: Yeah, a lot of it just seemed a lot of a lot of it seemed way blown out of proportion, and yeah, I don't know. It just I don't know. It just seemed messed up that uh that they like couldn't, you know, couldn't work together or or whatever. And uh but some of the stuff from sounding from behind the scenes is that like Crawford just like sunk his teeth into the role and like really was like all in, put in all the work and Wayne's was like, eh, "This is a really long day." <laughs> like, work is work is hard. <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't know that, that this was going to be twice as long to shoot as a sitcom. Shocker. But I don't know. And some of the some of the things that they said went on and, and whatnot are, sound like things that go on, you know, like in the middle of... You get a group of creative people together that they're not always going to agree and things are not uh, always going to be, you know, hunky-dory and nice all the time. And... I don't know, but then to for all of that, and then to get picked up, and then be like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore either. You know, like you're kind of like, why you just quit at the end of last season?
1: They replaced the wrong guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, what do you think Stifler's thinking right now? It's like, well, appreciate the job, thanks, guys.
0: Yeah, because I, I mean, I still haven't watched the last couple episodes of the of last season, and I haven't watched any of of this season. Like it just all soured me on the whole thing because I really liked the show and I knew it wasn't, you know, past the last couple of episodes, it wasn't going to be the show that I liked. Even if it was, you know, somehow ended up still being a fun show in some way or something, it still wasn't the uh, going to be the same. So I don't know. It's just all just uh, uh, too messed up. But uh, we'll uh, move on. And uh FX has renewed Mayan's MC as well as Mr. In Between for second seasons. Uh so uh I don't know if Amory was watching Mr. In Between, but I know she's probably super excited that uh, Mayan's MC has got picked up for a second season. Uh and then uh NBC has picked up New Amsterdam for a full season, so
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know who had that one. In the first show to get picked up for a uh, for the full season list. Yeah, I don't think that was the
0: game <laughs> we were playing, was it? <laughs> no, that's not the game. But still, I don't
1: think. <laughs> I think that's a little backwards, right? Yeah. Uh, Maybe
2: someone like messed up the press release, and that uh, uh, I they mean, had the opposite. Have the
1: numbers been good? I haven't. I watched the first couple of episodes, which was enough for me to go. It wasn't for me, but.
0: I think it's doing—I mean, it's doing pretty well for, you know, what any type of show does these days, you know, for actual sit-down-and-watch numbers, uh, or, you know, the, the first-day numbers.
1: Yeah, 8.3, 7.4, 7.0. Sure, I guess that's good
0: now. Yeah. Um. I mean, it is. <laughs> it's actually really good now. <laughs>
1: I mean, it makes you kind of wonder what Firefly got. Not that I want to use that as the (laughs) example, but it's just like, what were the numbers, you know?
0: I mean, some of it is, you know, when they factor in other things and down the road and uh, people watching it other ways and stuff like that. uh, But yeah, the, the actual ratings are, you know, the actual overnight ratings type things are way lower than they used to be. So anything that gets up there in that you know that 7 to 10 million is uh is kind of a winner these days. Yeah. Um, I mean even when you look at like the top rated in like overall ratings, not just 18 to 49 or or whatever, like you know, even the NCIS and like Big Bang Theory only do like 15 million if that these days. You know, just yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, but Yeah, I can't even uh, I can't even remember what my list was. I can't remember if I even had I don't think I had New Amsterdam as one of my 10. I can't remember. Yeah.
1: For those that don't know, we're talking about we uh, a bunch of us participating in the TV Deadpool this year. And someone we know picked uh, New Amsterdam to be one of the first things canceled, which is the point of the TV Deadpool.
0: She might have been on the episode last week. Oh. <laughs> it hypothetically, you know. Yeah. So that was picked up. Uh, Netflix has canceled Marvel's Iron Fist after two seasons.
1: Stupid. Uh, I'm sorry. I have a hairball today. I apologize. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then they also renewed The Dragon Prince for a second and uh, Ozark for a third. Uh, I find it... Weird. I mean, maybe their numbers were super low for people actually checking it out. But I think some of these shows are also things that people will still get around to watching because they like, you know, all of these things. and uh, Or they're still back on Luke Cage season one and haven't got
2: to the other, the yeah. other ones yet.
0: <laughs> well, I'm still back at Luke Cage season two. I haven't got That's that's. I need to get through there uh, to keep going. I watched
1: Ironically, I've watched everything but Luke Cage season two. <laughs> Although I only watched like three episodes of Punisher before to realize it wasn't for me.
0: Well, I've watched everything up to uh, Luke Cage. So I'm Luke Cage and Iron Fist behind on uh, and as of uh, this Friday, I'll be behind on Daredevil season three as well. But it actually got like people that did watch it talked about how it was significantly better than the first season and that it left some things that you know could go in interesting directions from where it it leaves off or whatever and so that i don't know it just seemed kind of weird
1: well you kind of you kind of have to hope that maybe something else is going on maybe maybe instead of you know you get a you get a heroes for hire or yeah, you get a...
0: there's a there is the possibility of that that, that he teams up with the uh, Luke Cage and you get to they go that direction
1: I mean as good as as good as Iron Fist was this year and I really think that it was you know it it really is Colleen that the character that I'm most interested in to seeing more from so plus who knows what's going on with Disney streaming service
0: yeah well that's the well that's the other thing is I think like It's sort of one of those uh, things, like, uh, as I think this is the Marvel content that Netflix has. And as long as I think maybe, I don't know exactly how their deals are working and stuff like that, but, you know, they're built as Netflix originals, so it seems like they're things that are going to stay on Netflix. And it seems like if you cancel one, that's one less Marvel thing you can... Yeah, you wouldn't want to give it up because <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. can't get it back once you give well, it you, up. You kinda, I mean, you kind of have I to mean, wonder it depends like, on what kind of deals that. they have.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of have to wonder that. You've got to wonder, you know, is, is Netflix going to consolidate and put the money into the two shows that are doing the best, which I would guess are Jessica Jones and Daredevil um, and not spend as much money? But I, you know, Netflix doesn't need to spend a lot of money on shows that they don't necessarily. I mean, these shows, while they're on Netflix, nobody thinks of them as they, they might be branded Netflix originals, but, you know, they're Marvel shows. So maybe it's a little bit of brand dilution as well that they go, yeah, we're not going to spend money on five shows a year from you guys anymore, but we'll go down to two. And maybe this is this is the one that's on the chopping block. Who knows?
0: Yeah. We'll I don't see. think
1: we've seen the end of these characters on television, though.
0: Well, yeah, I don't think so either. I think you'll, uh, I mean, the way these shows work, anyways, is they'll, uh, a lot of chance of them popping up on the other people's, you know, on the other shows, especially more so now that they all do know each other. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. And then uh, Showtime has renewed Kidding for a second season. And uh, so there will be more Jim Carrey on your uh, TV screen coming. And then uh, lastly, uh, Sweet Vicious, uh, the short-lived show on MTV, is uh, set to continue on, but as a comic. Uh, So if you like to read slash look at pictures... <laughs> of what I you never learned
1: how to read.
0: Of what you used to like as a TV show, uh, there'll be stories of those characters continuing on. It's really too bad that that show didn't find another home. Uh, also, seemingly given the last year or so, before it's time. Yeah. But if you uh, enjoyed those, uh, and you like continuing on stories in other formats uh, that you'll have that to look forward to. All right. So that is the news and we'll move on to the uh, primetime segment. Primetime. That's right. I forgot I was supposed to do that. It just came <laughs> to me. I, I,
2: I sense that the Jason paused so that you could jump <laughs> in with that. I don't think Amory even does that anymore. I think you're the only one carrying it on.
1: Hey.
0: I like a joke and I like to stick with a joke. That's right. Well, it's a nice throwback <laughs> for episode 400.
1: Wait, is this officially 400? Uh, it is. It is? Yes. You just said that like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and yeah. So 10 was... years
1: of episode 400 all within a couple of weeks of each other. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. If uh, just had recorded a couple more over the summer, could have had the 10-year B 400. <laughs> But all right, uh, so we've got uh, four shows to talk about this week. First up, Manifest, Season 1, Episode 3, Turbulence, is the last one to have aired uh, before this podcast. And uh, so, Ivy, you said that might be the last episode of it that you're going to be watching. There's some turbulence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think this one's going to be on my DVR's Manifest much longer. Nice. <laughs> um, I I don't I don't know why this show got picked up. I don't know why it got the the post voice prime spot, and I I don't know why people like it. I have I have friends that that are seem to be really interested in the show. I will not name names on this podcast because that's just mean. Um, and I've already been accused of being mean. Um, uh, but I, I don't it, I like the mystery. The story to me is somewhat interesting and it's better than anything else. I think uh, NBC has tried to do in this arena, uh, in this arena, like the event and all of that. But I can't remember a primetime high profile show with this bad of acting in as long as I can remember. It's just, it's just bad to me. And maybe it's, I can't suspend disbelief. Maybe other people are, are really enjoying it and, and, and seeing depth in, in work that I'm not, but do, do either of y'all like it? Can you tell me what I'm missing? (laughs) I, I don't,
2: I have no problems with the acting. That's never bugged me. Some of the writing is a little bit poor. Like in this episode where the maid, days after she she went and robbed the dead woman, she's driving around with the jewels in her passenger seat right out in the open for someone to, uh, to see. Like that just seems so lazy of writing. Like, well, oh, let me look into your window and let me see those jewels sitting there.
0: Well, it wasn't just that, uh, that, that type of stuff, it has bothered me, bothered me in this episode because the, you know, the things that they were hearing or, or whatnot in previous episodes, like really worked into helping solve the thing. And I guess this sort of did with her, with Michaela trying to own her truth and going back to talk to. Uh, you know the the parents of the girl that died in the crash that she was driving, so having to then go after the mother who was you know had had has dementia and, and was gotten out of the house uh, and so going to find her like she happens stances into stopping a car from hitting her that happens to be the person who they were looking for, it just seemed almost a little more happenstancey stancy than the previous ones like uh i i don't know it uh and so i think the overall mystery and like the finding out they have they seem to have uh all have some marker from something that happened to them as uh something to help uh you know try and figure out what happened to them and 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 some of that stuff is really interesting but this one worried me on the future of the case of the week type of part of the show as to how well they're going to be putting some of these things together and i don't, yeah i don't know i don't think the acting the acting hasn't really bothered me like who ivy who is like is there a stand out or a that, uh, that stands out poorly?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, uh, well, I've never been particularly impressed. Um, is it Josh Dallas? Yeah, Josh Dallas from Once. I've never... He seems real... Um, I don't know. It feels like he's been playing the same character in everything I've ever seen him in. Um, I, I want to like Melissa Roxburgh, who was in... Um, Probably one of my favorite episodes of one of my favorite shows. Um, But beyond that, there really isn't, there's not a lot of depth of the cast that I'm familiar with. So there's not, I don't know, maybe that's an internal bias, since I don't know most of them. I'm not giving them much credit. Um, But no, I, no, there's not. It's just, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I, I love good science fiction, and I think that there's a place for it on network television. I just continue to be disappointed.
2: How about you, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, I I like the concept and the overall idea, but with each episode, I'm growing less and less – interested in the show i mean i'll definitely stick around for longer because it takes a lot for me to quit a show um
0: <laughs> i just can't quit you
2: <laughs> although i did delete my murphy brown season pass within 10 minutes of watching the pilot so what well, i was politics of
1: that show i can't say exactly so <laughs> yes it was
2: way too political but uh but that that made me me uh, like but otherwise i'm really slow to delete a season pass, if at all. Sometimes I still have stuff recording that I haven't watched two seasons of, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) um, but yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it gets better. Like you, like you said, I'm a little concerned about the, like the story of the week hasn't really been all that great. I thought we were going to get like one passenger per week and find out their story, which I guess maybe sort of, we got her story this week. I mean, we sort of (laughs) did.
0: We, we just got it. Like, after the fact uh, a little bit. And uh, so, yeah, I think there is, you know, some of that, uh, you know, going forward. But, yeah, I don't know. This one just, like I said, this one felt too, uh, like, too coincidental type of stuff as opposed to, I don't know, some of the other ones as the way they worked it in. And some small
2: things just bug me, like, how is Josh Dallas so good at using an iPhone? (laughs) And like, he has not like, I don't think he would have had one before this, uh, before he disappeared on the plane, but now all
1: of a sudden it was only five years
0: ago, man.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But how long is the phone? How I've, I've only had an iPhone for, I think five
1: years. iPhones have been out for 11 years now.
0: Yeah. They showed his, you can see what kind of phone he has when they go to the, the flashback thing. It's on the plane when they had no, uh,
2: Yeah, I don't remember what he had. Did he have an iPhone then? He had. He
0: had had something, but they're you know, it's not. uh, uh, They're not super difficult, Kyle. (laughs) Learn how to open (laughs) the phone. No, but it's
2: different. It's different enough of an operating system than like if he had something else before. Uh, And it's only been like
0: it's only been like a week. Calling card of Apple, right? Yeah, I think. It's not like he was, you know, using facial recognition or or his fingerprint to get into the phone. He was just <laughs> he was just swiping right. It wasn't even a code or anything that he had to type in. So I think he's all right. I think but no, I, think I don't know. It, I I, see small things that just take yeah, you out of the
2: yeah. out of the show, even well, though they shouldn't. Yeah, well
0: <laughs> I think it's I think the thing you mentioned though was yeah, why would this why would this lady a couple of days later be driving around with the stolen item just right there on the passenger seat. It's not covered up. It's not in anything. It's not. And so, like, because if it's not sitting there, when she sees who it is, nothing happens, you know, unless she looks inside the car and goes, wait, you're the person that stole it. Yeah. Like, that's too... That's just
2: maybe too. she had it covered and when she had to quickly swerve <laughs> it, the stuff slid <laughs> off of it and revealed it and
1: it, it flew out of its container <laughs> well it's i mean to be fair speaking of coincidental it's not exactly like she expected to be driving past the people looking for the the jewels
0: well that's true but it just seems like if you're if you have something stolen that you're not you're not just driving around with it out in the open on you know in your car or something like that like where where exactly was she going with it all of a sudden? <laughs>
1: you know, that she, needed... she was going to sell it. She needed yeah. to get that paper. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I don't know. It's it's still on my list. I'll keep watching because I, I like the overall concept of it, and I keep hoping it's sort of uh, – but it has, it has dropped off a little bit from how much I liked it after the first episode uh, here two episodes later. So – uh, we'll see how that goes. And we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is All American, Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot. Uh, and we'll uh, start with you this time, Kyle. What'd you think of All American? What do I think of the OC? <laughs> the football? <laughs> yeah. The, <you> know, <laughs> Beverly Hills. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah. I mean, so,
1: 9021 X's and O's. It's a Friday.
0: <laughs> Yeah, Friday Night Beverly Hills or something, or I don't know. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it had all of those 90210, The OC slash Friday Night Lights uh, type of uh, you know mashed together uh, type of thing. Yeah what did uh, what did you think of the first episode?
2: I thought it was pretty decent. I mean, I I like the characters. I'm I'm definitely not like a sports person, so. I'm glad that it kept the uh, the football stuff to a minimum. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it, it set up an interesting story. Like, you got um, – well, originally, like, I, I thought the – I guess he's not really a brother. He's, um, like, the surrogate family he ends up with at the end. Like, the son of the coach. Like, I thought he was going to be much more at odds with him at first. But he seems to be – he seemed he's much nicer of a kid than I would have expected. I thought it was going to be like, oh, this kid's going to be, um, like upset that he's coming into his family and and taking over his friends and he's forced to to basically be his friend by the dad. But it was much more of a, um, like an OC type of vibe where they're becoming sort of friends. Although when you see him talk to his dad, maybe he's just playing that off a little bit and not really as uh, welcoming as he initially seems to be.
0: Well, they did but, try to get the, rid of him, and then he's also not super happy that uh, like, he scored the winning touchdown, but his dad was all over the, you know, saying the great play, son, on the, to, the, to the kid that made the block. So I, I think there is some potential animosity there. And, but uh, there's more with the... They have the other kid on the team who he's trying to basically steal his
2: girlfriend, and he happens to play the same position that that he was originally supposed to play. So they're setting that up like double double as much right there with, uh, with those two to be at odds with one another. But, I mean, yeah, overall I thought it was decent. I'll continue to watch a little bit longer. This one I might give a little less leeway than... Than manifest but we'll see
0: how about you ivy yeah I,
1: I, I kind of on purpose went into all american blind like it was the one fall show that i didn't watch the trailer on um i like tay diggs um this is also another show where i don't know much of the cast although the fact that um and i cannot remember the actress's name but the the young woman who used to play Davina on on the originals is you know she was a main character on a CW show. Now she's relegated to you know supporting cast status on a new one was a little bit of a shocker for me. Um, I liked it. I think the uh, I think the pieces are there for the uh, animosity between um, the coach's son. Did have you did have you guys watched the aired version yet, or did you just watch the screener? I only watched the aired version.
0: I watched the aired version.
1: So the tag at the end, right? Everyone saw that where coach went back and talked to the kid's mom.
0: Yeah. So, so that's the question is, is he the dad or. I have a feeling, you know, I mean, I feel like that's
1: too, too, too. I mean, it could be that,
2: right? I think I probably stopped watching. I didn't see this <laughs> at the end.
0: He, Tay Diggs goes to, knocks on the door of the mother's house and says, we have to tell him. And then it, it ends and it leaves it open as to what it is that they need to tell him. Uh, Yeah. But given some of the things that he said and some of the, you know, the other stuff, uh, the potential, one way to read it is that he's the dad. Uh, The other way, potentially, I guess, to read it is that the mom set this all up. And, like, and so it only looks like uh, it was, you know, the coach trying to, to get him or something like that. Uh, I'm not sure what other, I'm not sure what other big thing there would be that he would think they need to tell him.
1: I mean, there could be other familial connections, like it could be an uncle or, I mean, I think the, I think the answer, I think, I think you're supposed to think it's, it's the Tay Diggs is Spencer's father. Um which I think is pretty weird, right? Because I feel like this—I feel like he knows who his father would be because he knows his father went to coach football somewhere, and he's a football fan. So it's—it's it's going to be difficult for me to suspend belief that he doesn't—that
0: he know never, who his father is, kind like of thing. the—the the story that he went to coach football in—in in Nevada never came back. Uh, type of yeah. thing that that he like he
1: could that he, he was old he, at this enough point he could google who who was the coat who yeah. was the co- on the coat <laughs> yeah <laughs> or
0: that or that he was old enough when that happened, possibly that yeah. it's it's not just a story that his mom's been telling him, and that he's just never he's been so upset that he's just never uh thought to go look to see uh but yeah, that was the thing that it it you know you're not to... Uh, you're not quite sure. I guess there could be – yeah, it could be, like, uh, related somehow or something or
2: – Tiggs could have been a, a friend of the father and then there's some secret, like, the father killed himself or did something and they made up the story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what other – it almost seems too convenient. Uh It also would be uh, super terrible since the daughter <laughs> – and, the, and the, are the two that, <laughs> yeah, had, that would be awkward. are the two that had chemistry on the
2: show. You would think if if there was it, that relation there, he would
0: be working to prevent anything from happening, too. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what the big uh, uh, what the big reveal is. Uh, I I, th- I think you don't know enough sort of like background of like. When he heard this story, when you know, how old he was when his dad left, or uh, any of these types of things. Because even if he's if he was old enough, then like he would know people that were related to his dad. So like even any of that type of stuff just seems weird. Uh, the other the other thing that I thought was that uh, his mom somehow set this whole thing up, uh, and he thinks that uh, the kid should know or something like that. But she pretty much
2: forced him or pressured him to, to go and move at the end. It wasn't like she was.
0: Yeah. Because she was the one that like went to the coach and said, Hey, you should come like, she's the driver behind it, but looks, but trying to stay, make it look like, uh, you know, that it's not her trying to push him out to, uh, to it or whatever. I don't know, it's just one potential option as to what that conversation could mean other than the obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the, at the end of uh, at the end of the show. I don't know, I I liked it. I think the, <laughs> I think the one problem I had was I is they played like an advertisement for the show towards the end of the show and I caught it before I was fast-forwarding through it. Uh, And it had like all the different, you know, the pull quotes and stuff like that. Uh, And one of them was uh, breaks all kinds of, you know, breaks stereotypes and such and such. And (laughs) I was like, "Mm, hmm. What stereotypes? (laughs) I was like, what show are they watching? Because I was (laughs) like, I don't know. This sort of swung into some of the things. Like they had the, I mean, it's the brash kid from the wrong side of the tracks that uh, is really good at sports i mean uh there was a drive by shooting you know the the one his best friend ends up in the bloods the kids at the you know the one kid is a super douche rich white guy that is it, gonna be like his nemesis i mean yeah. and he it, assumes
2: like, he's part of a gang and yeah like makes like gang it, jokes
0: it, yeah. it it like I don't know. It seemed to have swung into, and maybe that person seen more than the first episode or something. Uh, But I, I wasn't, I didn't cliche stereotype breaking would not be the explanation I would have for the show, but, but yeah, I'm still going to check out more. I think the cast was pretty good, even though they're all like 25 playing 17, but I think we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is a million little things. Uh, season one, episode three. Save the date. So, Ivy, what are you thinking about? A million little things.
1: I love this show. I um, it this is easily my favorite new show of the year. Uh, to me, it is. It is. This is us, but it speaks to me in a way that This is Us doesn't. Um, it deals with. Oh god, am I middle-aged now? Is this a show about <laughs> 30 late 30 somethings? Um I don't think, well, I think what? Only only one of the families has kids. So I mean, that's um, but I just every every character on this show works for me. Every performance on the show works for me. My only the the only really gripe I have about it is that there's not enough um ron livingston in it like i i know i i know it can't work with more ron livingston in it but i like i almost i almost wish i could know what this show like I, like I think the coolest thing this show could have done and it could have never worked this way but i wish it could was to do a full season before and have ron livingston's character kill himself in the finale and like lead up to it and never let us know it's, I just, I would love to see, I know we're seeing a lot of it in flashback, but I think it would be cool to see what got us there more explicitly. But I, there's not a, I, the mysteries that this show set up, I think are, are much more interesting than anything. This is us has done, which I, I, it's the natural comparison. But for me, this just works better, but I want to know what's in the suicide note. I want to know why. Um, why can't I remember her name? Um, Delilah. No, no. The the fact so that um, Constance Zimmer was a guest <laughs> that was in the in the um, in the funeral and we had one scene in the first episode. I'm like, you don't. You know, it's like you're. Well, you don't think in Constant Zimmer just to sit in the crowd and say hello. Well, I like, really been coming there.
0: Yeah, well, I really felt at the time that that was almost a a head fake. You gave somebody that was sort of noticeable to make it think like that's the mother that uh, uh, Giancotti's character was, uh, you know, having the affair with. So that when they right. when they do the reveal of who it actually is at the end, it's a it's a much, it's a much bigger reveal because you haven't, you know, they've uh, they've faked you out. But it, but seeing that she's only been <laughs> in that one episode, uh, it feels like it was almost like completely <laughs> so that it would be a head fake. Yeah. Uh,
1: no, but I I think I think she will be back. I think that's what I've understood from interviews is that. She was there for a reason. And the kid, you know, it was not just, hey, I wanted to give, you know, my friend was in town and wanted to let her cameo kind of thing. It was.
2: Oh, that would be a cruel thing to do just to mess
1: with the audience. Oh, but that, well, first off, I think that would be a great thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Especially, especially in a show like this. But. And you just keep doing that. You keep putting in random,
2: like, recognizable celebrities who don't say anything and disappear in the background.
1: Michael Chicklis walks by in the back. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) he's he's on the he's on the other hockey team kind of thing um i i'm impressed that the show is moving at the pace that it is i'm impressed that the affair is already out in the open and everyone knows about it that feels like one of those stupid secrets that they could carry into the into the season and let it go i hope the um the bitterness between the guys cures itself sooner rather than later i doubt that it will and i'm And it probably doesn't need to. Um, But I I like everything the show has done in three episodes has there's not been a misstep. And I say this as someone who doesn't like. Giantoli, I've not liked anything he's done. I'm not I'm just not a fan and that I can get past that um, to the degree that I am. I mean. James Roday and Allison Miller's relationship is just so lovely. I, I, I could keep going and keep gushing and say <laughs> nonsensical things about why I love this show. Um, but I will shut up and see what Kyle thinks.
2: I, I Surprisingly, I, I agree with you. I am enjoying this show. Um, and it, it's weird that the guy who seems like he would be the most likable character, who's uh, John... Ron Livingston, the more we hear about him, the more we start to not like him. And it seems like he was up to something. And you wonder what what he was really up to, like behind, the, behind this facade of of being with the perfect guy that they all liked. Um, so you wonder... Like, I guess it well, his wife was cheating on him, but it still seems like he was up to something like what what was happening, because it certainly wasn't her affair that would have caused him to to commit suicide, I don't think. So you wonder what what was his motivation and what was really going on with him? Um it It is amazing how prepared this guy was, like arranging all these like birthday things to happen, that it's almost like the um like the happenstance in uh, Manifest. <laughs> I know you hate you don't appreciate a uh, a, cor- a correlation between the two, but uh, that uh, it just seems like lucky, like they happen to be outside the the house when the limo pulls up for the party to bring them to the party. But uh I'll give them that. But yeah, I mean I've I've been enjoying this. I do like it so much better than than uh This Is Us. Like there aren't any like characters that I hate which I can't say the same about This Is Us because there's several there that are just annoying. But uh yeah, I'm enjoying this.
0: Yeah, I quite like it as well. I think they've uh, I think they've done a good job uh, of setting this stuff up. Uh, I was a little surprised that the affair uh was found out this soon. Uh not that you know it would go like you said possibly you know something that could be taken out through the whole season or something like that but uh but I was su- I was surprised that that came up in the in the third episode. Uh, but there's a a lot of uh, there's a lot of interesting things like the the message that he left. Was he talking about all of them or just him and his wife? Like, uh, because he did seemingly know, but, you know, all the different things like they, they had had, uh, you know, that he set up, uh, that he's, you know, spent his time, uh, doing, uh, I still think that there's probably, I, I didn't see enough of like what the assistant was doing like some of that stuff flashes by like so fast uh that you can't really see like what you know cuz she found like a whole nother folder that was behind a behind a picture in the in the office and she's looking at different things and when she's back at the office she's calling somebody and telling them not to do something and something else is on and uh but I think what uh, Lynn said last week is that there's a good chance that there's something in he was a part of something bad uh financially in the town, and he decided this was his best way out uh or something potentially but yeah i'm I'm interested to see how long can the assistant will the assistant keep whatever you know was left for the wife you know a secret now that we've seen how quickly some of the secrets come out, so yeah. three episodes. And... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I quite like it. I like, I like all of the characters. You know, like uh, they they also seem, you know, they 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 seem like friends. They seem like they would be hurt by something like this, uh, but then also potentially, like the one was saying to him in the limo ride back, you know, kind of kind of gets it. I also like Rodé, at the. At the end, being like, so how upset should I be that you chose him <laughs> instead of me? Uh, you know, so, like, a little a little humor into the situation. So, like, you know, the potential for them to get uh, some of that uh, friendship back.
2: I'm curious to see how much more Grace Park's even going to be in this, if she already found out now. Like, is she... Are they going to try to get them back together, like, resolve their marriage? Or is it, like over to the, do they have a kid? I don't remember. If yeah, they have, they, a have kid. A, they have a kid. Okay. Uh, so I guess that would tie her in, but she's really not part of the, like the group, even Maggie or whoever the new girl is. Um, she seems more of a part of that group than, than, uh, Grace Park's character ever was like, she's instant, instantly become a good part of that
1: group. Well, it's because everybody loves Allison Miller. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's interesting, I, Kyle, I think you raise a good point. I think it's interesting that the role was recast after the pilot or at some point and they brought in Grace Park, who to me is a bigger name than who she replaced. I don't you kind of got to wonder if you you know what I mean? Like, you, I don't think you would bring in Grace Park after the pilot is filmed just to have her leave halfway through the season kind of thing. But I, who knows? Kind of one of the things I like about this show is I think it kind of can go anywhere. I'm interested to see how long they keep up. You know, the fact that um, that Jonathan's character plotted out so much stuff from the dance to the birthday party to whatever. I think some of that's reasonable. At some point, you have to go away from it. But every time they do it, it's it's resolved in such a sweet way for lack of a better term that you kind of want to give it the benefit of the doubt. Like, I don't think they've stretched it yet. I think much longer of it. And they will, because I think it's reasonable to set a couple of things in motion, like, um, like the birthday stuff and the, the restaurant on the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think even the dance stuff.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, I think some of that, uh, but that was, that was the little bit of a problem that I had with the first episode or, you know, with the beginning of the show, is all the different things that they did set up, uh, you know, like the potential conflicts and things that people knew and don't know, and that after a while, those things are going to be known. And if the show, if the drama around it is based on all those things, once those things are known, what creates the drama and the story going forward, like past the first season? Uh, that was that was the only question I sort of had about it is, is just the, the style of things that they have uh, you know, now that the affair is known, you know, that's going to, you know, drive some of it. But uh, so like uh, um, then you have uh, like, you know, like he, he had the voicemail, but now he's, you know, let some people know that they're, that he got the, the voicemail and, One of them tried to commit suicide, but he's told, you know, most of the people, but not all of the people like he hasn't told his wife. Uh, So a lot of the things that they have set up. Like once those things are all known by everybody, what going forward, like how how do you end up with new? Do you end up with new secrets and new things between these people? Because then that seems weird and contrived. I
1: mean, I think at some point this show has to become something else. I think you you know as long as you as you continue to to build characters, by the time that you run out of this original story, the show can just be about these characters' lives, and it doesn't have to have doesn't have to be driven by this one thing anymore. It's not like Prison Break that's you know you always have to find a way to get them back into prison so they break <laughs> out. You know, um, I think there's I, I think it can just become Thirty Something, right? You know, it can just become a great drama about people in, you know, a group of friends kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I it definitely can. It just, if what you, if so much of what has driven it beforehand and what you liked, and then that kind of goes away, I guess by then hopefully they have built some even better characters and things like that that you, and then just sort of more regular situations or less big things or whatever. That's the... That's the problem is, is writers are always trying to top themselves instead of just writing something interesting. But uh, with that, we'll move on to the last show on the list, which is uh, Doctor Who, uh, Season 11, Episode 2, The Ghost Monument. And uh, so, Kyle, what are you thinking about the uh, new Doctor and the, the new companions and the new complete writing and executive producing staff? What are you thinking about this season of Doctor Who so far?
2: I really like her. I, I still like like with Missy who who ended up being like the master, I never really thought of her as like the the actual master, and I'm still not there yet with um with uh her being the actual doctor. But I really do like her character. She's a lot of fun. Like I like just in these few episodes, she's already won me over more than um more than, like, Peter Capaldi did. Uh, I, he lost me once he became, like, the rocker dude doctor. But uh, I, I think she's a lot of fun. I, I do have a problem with her accent. I have trouble understanding her a lot of the time with that northern accent. But, um, but yeah, I think they, they found this good mix of she's a smart... Uh, she's very smart. I like that she doesn't really remember everything yet, so she's not, like like, has all the answers. Like, she's willing to listen to her her companions and, and work with them. Um, I like that there's, like, these three different companions now instead of um, just, like, one. And there's no romantic stuff involved with them, which I, I've always not liked that when there's, like, that doctor loves his companion or her companion uh, overtone. So I, I think they've done a good job of balancing that uh, I'm not really a fan of the new opening sequence, but uh, that's only like five seconds of time, so not a big deal. But yeah, so far I'm enjoying it. I think uh, I think it's been a good mix of of fun and action and everything you you want from a Doctor Who episode.
0: How about you, Ivy? So in
1: my long storied history with the Doctor franchise,
0: it's two episodes.
1: Two episodes. Yep, exactly. She is just so captivating, right? When Jodie Whitaker's on the screen and kind of uh, flummoxing about, I don't want to. I like. I. I don't want to say that as a knock. Like that's not a criticism. Um, but the the bombastic, boisterous nature of her version of the Doctor. I can't stop watching, right? I'm just I'm just so drawn into it. I, I never thought I would like this show. I'm truly only watching because of I'm a fan of Jodie Whittaker's, and I'm, um, and although in the reason I'm a fan of hers are in vastly different performances. Um, I, I watched her in Broadchurch. I saw Attack the Block, but was not really a fan. But she was phenomenal in in Broadchurch. And it's made me want to see everything she does Um, and her being named the doctor. uh, I mean, on the broadcast version uh, on BBC America last week, they interspersed spots from, I guess, in the New York city comic-con panel. Um, And so it was, you know, a couple of different bits of, of, of her and the producers answering questions. Um, And it just, everything she said, it drew you in more. and, i uh, I don't know enough about what I'm watching. I mean, i'm I'm fascinated in jumping into a show with such rich history that if like I'm always wondering, is every comment some some deep reference to, oh, series three when Doctor Two said this to that guy? And I mean, because typically, I'm the person that knows all those things about the shows that I'm watching, so I'm fascinated to to jump into the mythos here and not understand anything. Um, I kind of want to make one of my best friends come over and watch it with me every Sunday night so I can not miss anything important. Um, but it's, like I said, if uh, this is this is a fantastic performance and if the show follows I mean I' I have no idea what it's like to have three companions versus one or you know what what this means and what that means but I just know that it's good
0: yeah I quite uh I quite liked it I liked watching her like as as the doctor moving through uh, I think I've only been watching since uh, Matt Smith uh, so this is only the third doctor for me. I don't know. I really liked watching uh, the sort of the late part of the transformation where she's sort of starting to remember some things, but not quite there, but yet knows like what she should be doing sort of. And I don't know. I really liked her and what I liked of her performance and what it seemed is it reminded me more of the Matt Smith time where the show was a little more fun. The doctor was a little more fun. I think Peter Capaldi's got a little too serious at times, and I don't know. I I like the more fun type of episodes where because this is a bizarre, you know, uh, thing where they can go anywhere in space and time, <laughs> and so they can go it, back in history on Earth. So it's references something that you you know have some familiarity with, or they can go and have to deal with alien races that they just make up. You know, cuz it's so vast and and wide out there. And I I kind of like so far how at least in the first two episodes things seem to be picking up like right like you get an episode but then where things leave off, you kind of pick up there uh and and keep going and it kind of looks like you know, that's the uh, the The possibility in the next one too, uh, that it kind of so that they're all they feel a little more attached as one as one whole thing as we were getting to the, to know these new people, uh, but most of all, I really like the potential that it looked like this was going to be a, a back to being a little bit more fun Doctor Who, which I don't know. I guess they say that uh, <laughs> you you know depending on what when you started watching the show and if it hooked you that you then compare all, you know, all uh, iterations of the show to that thing that you liked. Uh, and I liked the fun of Matt Smith. Uh, Cause I saw very, I've only seen a handful of episodes of Eccleston and a few episodes of tenant, but those were like really, you know, here and there after really starting to watch the show when Matt Smith took over like I watched as he took you know as that transformation happened and then have watched uh, going forward so I'm really happy about that because I really liked that aspect of the show and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of uh, random weird fun they get into uh, going forward yeah
2: like you were saying it seems like it's continuing so it it seems like that um, whatever that weird thing that was in the the what was it The Not the train. Yeah, it was a train at the beginning, right? Whatever with that monster creature ropey thing that was in the train was also responsible for this. The second episode. So it seems like that that's going to be like their alien that that carries out like probably throughout the whole season that will go from one thing to the next. That is one thing I'll miss is that they said that they're not doing any like stuff from the past. So no aliens from the past. We won't see any Cybermen. We won't see any Daleks. So that, that stuff I'll miss that we won't get that at all. I don't know if that means never they'll do it or if just this first season, they won't be doing that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think probably uh, just a first season type of thing uh, get their own, Bearings, but part of the fun of the show is especially when you get new doctor and stuff like that is is seeing them interact with, you know, the various uh, types of races and bad guys that they've come in contact before. Uh, so but then also, like I said, they can just uh, they can just come up with a new a whole new alien race because, you know, there's uh there can be lots of them out there.
2: Well, that's one thing with this doctor. She doesn't seem like she's hit a lot of things where she doesn't necessarily know. Like, where in with previous doctors, they would like, oh, that's the such and such rates. I know every single little thing about them. Where she doesn't, I don't know if it's just that she hasn't got there yet, or that she really just doesn't know.
0: Yeah, I think some these of these people. That, I think some of it is that she's not fully, fully baked, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but I think now that she knows who she is and stuff like that, I think some of that is, will come in, uh, in, in future episodes, but, but yeah, I'm really, uh, I don't know. I'm really liking it. I think it was, uh, I think it was a good change. I think it's also interesting to get different potential stories and, uh, perspective from behind the scenes too, as well as the people in front of the camera after a while, even if you change the doctor and there's, you know, things feel a little more serious or a little more fun or a little whatever, the overall tone and like sort of message of episodes and like what types of things you're going to do or how you're trying to fool the audience or things like that get to be stale. Cause it's the same, it's like the same style of thing like over and over again. So I think it's very interesting that this is like a complete Refresh. There's like almost nothing, other than you know, like the TARDIS, the major tent poles, yeah. <laughs> like, and that's that, that, you like... have a doctor, you
2: have some com- a companion or more. Although now they're called friends, they're not called companions. Uh, and then you have a TARDIS spaceship, and that's pretty much it.
0: So yeah, I guess we'll uh, keep uh, keep watching and uh, see where where Doctor Who goes next. Uh, and with that, we'll move on to the uh, TV recommendations and.
2: Insert sound effect
0: here. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I was trying to think of like what recently have I? I watched and all I've watched is a lot of the the new things and stuff like that. I haven't watched any or seen anything else like come out on DVD recently or be released someplace that was like, oh, that's a show that you should go uh, go check out. So I'm not. Uh, I'm not quite sure. How about you, Kyle? You said you had something.
2: I do. I just checked out the first two episodes of a show that premieres tomorrow as of when we're recording. Uh, It's called The Kids Are Alright. It's a new sitcom on, uh, I think, ABC. Uh, So it's a show that's set in 1972, and it's about this Catholic working class family with eight boys Um, And it has like a Wonder Years type of vibe to it because it's narrated by one of the middle kids, like the 12 year old in the family. And so um, it's just about them growing up and and dealing with things. So um, like there's the oldest son uh, who's 20. He's in the seminary, but he's also a bit of a hippie and he's questioning whether he should stay there. Then you have like the conservative father who's played by um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Kudlitz, um, who's like, he works for an aeronautics company and then the mother is Mary McCormick, uh, who's like this stickler, and she's really tough, but she's like the perfect housewife. She makes all the the clothes for the family, cooks all the meals, and and does everything. And then you got all the different kids, each with their own personality. You got one kid who's like a a snitch who seems to always be waiting outside doors, figuring out what everyone's up to, and then goes and tells the mother to. Uh, gives her the dirt of what's going on. And she's like really happy that he's like, she's like, don't be a snitch, but thanks for the information. Like she's happy to, that she, he's like her, her uh, guy on the inside. And then you got all these, it's just a really fun show. I, I found the second episode. I was like laughing out loud the whole time. Like Mary McCormick. I never knew she was that funny, uh, but I just really enjoyed this show. And I, I definitely recommend checking it out.
0: I do like the casting of the, the mom and dad. I like both of them from other things. Uh, it will be interesting to see them in uh, more uh, comedic roles. Cause that's not normally.
2: No, I don't think either of them. have done comedy. Well, I guess, I mean, they're uh, in plain sight, in had plain sight had, comedic
0: moments. Yeah. I mean, she was very sarcastic and, uh, uh, and stuff. And so, well, she's done a couple episodes of Angie Tribeca too, I think, which you guys uh, tell uh, me I is hilarious. Yeah. Andrew Tribeca is pretty funny. It's, Sometimes I feel like it's trying too hard. Uh it took me a it actually took me a little while to actually get into it. Uh which is weird because that's like straight up my style of comedy like right there. Cuz they're like making fun of uh you know they're spoofing everything uh in that show. Uh but uh how about you Ivy? Were you able to uh pull something out?
1: <laughs> I was and I have this whole long story of how I got there, but I, I will I will save it, guys, because I really wanted to. There was a couple of new streaming services. I mean, I mentioned Titans earlier and Man in the High Castle just came out and um, the Romanoffs finally premiered. But what I really wanted to talk about is I was reminded as we were talking about Melissa Roxburgh, and this is a stretch, right? I, this is a, a stretch for timing, I admit, um, is the third season of Travelers is scheduled to come out on on Netflix before the end of the year, right? So we've got a couple of months. Um, but that means it's an excellent time to get caught up on the two seasons of Travelers that came out before. Yeah.
0: That is a show it that is... I do want to get caught up on as well. Same yeah. here.
1: <laughs> so so have you guys only seen the first season then? I haven't, I haven't seen, seen any of it.
0: it. None of it. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Well, I,
1: to me, it's kind of that quintessential – you know, fun, low ceiling science fiction thing where, they, where they can do a whole bunch of science fiction without having to do, spend a ton of money on special effects, although they do. Um, the original cast, I mean, the main cast, uh, is fantastic. I, I am particularly enthralled by, um, Mackenzie Porter's character, who is is I'm now looking it up. Um, Marcy, who is, I, I mean, the the, the conceit of the show is these are people from the future that were that their consciousness were sent back in time to take over the bodies of people who are about to die so that they're not messing up their lives um, as to then turn around the future and save it from, I don't know, whatever, you know, pick your apocalypse of the week kind of thing. Um, and there's a ton of mythos that gets built into that, but one of my favorite parts of this show is McKenzie Porter, McKenzie Porter's portrayal of Marcy, who is a character who the Marcy Wharton, that traveler three, nine, seven, two, I don't remember what her number is jumped into, um, had brain damage. Um, and therefore you take, you took a, a good mind and put it into, uh, the brain of somebody who, who had damage. And so to watch the character play, like the character of Marcy, as we know, her. Um, is high functioning or normally functioning. Um, But then you go back and you watch your flashbacks because flashbacks are a big part of the show. Um, And to see how the character, how the actress is able to take on both of those roles um, is particularly good. If you're a, a fan of anything that's been produced in Canada in the last 10 years, you'll recognize half the st- half the cast you know cuz it's i mean the SGU cast is in full effect there's some battlestar thrown in there there is um i mean a ton of i like think I said if you watched any uh, any of those shows in the last couple of years you will see a lot of familiar faces um Amanda Tapping is a uh, is a uh, comes in in the second season. Um, Enrico Colantoni comes in in the second season. It's just it is it's a ton of familiar faces if 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 you're if you're into into that realm of of the shows that are produced uh, to in our neighbors to the north. It is a fantastically drawn. Um, science fiction story it knows exactly where I think it knows exactly where it's going and how it's going to get there Um, which I'm which isn't a prerequisite for me for good storytelling I think you can you can be organic and tell good stories but it's it's kind of very clear that they know or at least or at least they're very clear in making me think that they know where they're going and how they're going to get there you you end up falling in love with every character on this show, including the multiple versions of the same of the same characters that you get introduced to. Um I can't talk about it enough. It's on Netflix. The third season's coming out, uh, between now and the end of the year, which is more than enough time to get caught up on the two seasons that are there. They're ten or thirteen episode seasons, so it's not a not a big lift. If you're a tech nerd, these are um, the Netflix versions of these are in four K, so that's also another uh, Another um, check in the, in the pro column. So get on it. Watch it. It's fantastic. Why are you still here listening to us when you could be
0: watching? Yeah. <laughs> when you could be. Uh, all right. Uh, well, as always, you can uh, find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about, as well as uh, where you can contact each of us. Uh, you can find that in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 400. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode and want to make sure you get notified of future episodes, please uh, subscribe for free. Go to tvtimes3.com slash subscribe and click on the button for whichever device you're using to do so. And uh, it'll put it right into that app and uh, it'll pop up without you having to do anything as soon as we post an episode. Or give or take a few hours from when we post (laughs) an episode. It just depends on the app and how... Often it's uh, checking on things. But uh, thank you, uh, Ivy and Kyle, for uh, joining me here on uh, episode 400. Thanks for having us. Anything
1: for you, man. All right.